Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We all enjoy a little mystery. Every other week, one strange thing presents forgotten stories from America's newspaper archives. They all have something in common, a single element that can't quite be explained. Join us on One Strange Thing, and you'll hear about a man who was literally stricken with genius. A 21st century child who remembered piloting a World War II bomber. A mysterious, unidentifiable blob in Texas. And then there was the lizard man stalking through small-town South Carolina. From cryptids and disappearances to modern-day miracles, One Strange Thing brings you stories that are very real and just a little otherworldly. Subscribe now, wherever you listen. So, I'm rolling, and we're just, we'll just kind of go and see okay. how it goes. Sure. I mean, there's no, like, structure to yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to monitor the sound. Um, so... Okay, so for everyone listening, tell, can you introduce yourselves? Yes, I'm Bernadette Pack. I am the founder and leader of Ghost Seekers of Central New York. And I'm Josh Ost, and I'm a technical advisor and paranormal investigator with the Ghost Seekers of Central New York. Nice. Um, so what, what got you guys started? Or Bernadette, what, what kind of got you into this? Um, I felt like I've always been a little mysterious since I was a child. I uh, had some times in my life when I was young, maybe eight or nine, when at night a woman would come into my room and believe me, she wasn't real. And she would just look at me in bed and she scared me. Stand over you? Stand right over me. And she wouldn't talk and I would just freeze in bed. I didn't know what the heck to look you know, to think of it, but when I told my parents about it, they said, no, no, you were just dreaming, and I'm like, 
No, Dad, I'm not dreaming. I, this woman comes in my room all the time. And um, so I guess my parents got nervous and talked to the uh, nuns and priests at the Catholic school that I went to, and they kind of treated it like, oh, my goodness, what is wrong with this girl? Yeah. So they, you know, through the years, they just kind of talked me out of believing it, but it didn't work because it kind of followed me through the years. And from time to time, I would see someone that wasn't there in reality and they weren't completely clear, maybe moving, maybe not. But of course, it got me looking at, are these ghosts? Are these spirits? So I read everything I could about it, you know, went on the computer and researched everything I could. And damn it, I found some people who thought, like I did and had experiences too, and I started to form a group, a serious group. You said um, not anybody, you, you, not just anybody can get in the group, right? No. You, this isn't a group that you can join. Um, actually, I handpick the people. Everybody's doing this, everybody's out there, and I'm looking for someone who is serious about it because there's a lot of work involved. It's not just fun and games. We spend hours and hours going over the evidence that we've collected. It's gotta be someone who's mature, not somebody too young, um, maybe who feels that they're sensitive to the other side. And um, I take them through quite an interview before I pick them to be a part of the team. How many people are in Ghost Seekers? Well, actually there's nine right now. Okay. And I don't want it to get any bigger. And Josh, how long have you been in it? Uh, I've been here about five years. And how, how'd you pass the test? Hmm. Accidentally this How time? did you pass <laughs> the test? <laughs> uh, well, basically, um, we met at a small coffee shop. I was on a date with my wife. And I've always been sensitive. Where? Sorry, where? In Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton, so, New York. York. How yep. far is that from here? Mm. Half hour. Half hour. Okay. Half hour. Um, so I, I was on a date with my wife, not expecting to run into anything like this at all. And they were sitting in the row behind us. And we were going to... Actually, we thought we were there for... To watch a, uh, a play... We're like, oh, there's this play going on. So my wife and I went, and it turned out to be a band, The Caravan of Thieves. And I overheard their conversation. They're looking for a technical advisor. And I'm pretty savvy with computers and audio equipment and video equipment. So you were and eavesdropping. I was eavesdropping. <laughs> basically. While I was snuggling with my wife. <laughs> and uh, Did you tell your wife before you approached them? Were you like, I got to talk to them. Or did you just do it? No, I think I did actually say something to her first. Like, I did. I said, I think it, I should probably say something. Is it to weird them. if I just approached? Yeah, people? it was that's kind of the conversation. Yeah. So um, we did, and the long and short is they invited me to their next book signing, which I think was later on that week. Mm -hmm. Right. And I met the rest of the team mm -hmm. and kind of went into it blindfolded. Now I knew that. You know, I felt like I was kind of sensitive growing up. I had a lot of things happen to me as a kid and said, let's see how this goes. Yeah. So that's kind of how it went. And it just, our relationship grew from there as a team and we kind of just molded together. Did you see anything growing up? Oh, yeah. 
yeah. What did you say? Like, give well, me something. Well, my first experience that I can remember to date. Yeah. I was approximately six. Wait, sorry. Where'd you grow up? Where you um, at this point, I was in Rome. I, I was born in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, but you're in Rome. Right. But at this, at six years old, I lived in in Rome, and one Rome, New York. Rome, New York, so where you just were. So yeah, <laughs> not Rome, Italy. Yeah. And um, I, I I was awoke one morning, and there was a ghost right in front of my bed. And I remember sitting there because I was warm because I was covered up, and then I wasn't. I was woke up, and there was an apparition sitting in front of me. And I, I mean, I was young, so I went screaming down the stairs looking for my mom, mm-hmm. and I, she was laying on the sofa in the in the living room sleeping, and. I come running down, Mom, Mom, there's a ghost in my room. There's a ghost in my room. She's like, Josh, I can't even look at you. I can't open my eyes right now because all these, there's all these heads that are like hanging on the wall around the living room. Your mom said this to you? Yeah. So I'm like, and to this day, the impact of that, you know, it's, ne- it's never, it's never yeah, left yeah. my mind, you know. And she, she'll laugh because... She says, I run towards it. She runs away from it. So she's sensitive yeah. also to these types of things. And uh, that's kind of, that yeah. was the very beginning for me. That's cool. So <laughs> we kind of talked about it earlier, but speaking of the sensitivity, like some people are into ghosts and believe in them fully and all that stuff. And some people wholeheartedly don't, or some people pretend they don't and all that stuff. So I just want to get, what's your opinions on uh like, are you born with it, or can you shut it off? Is it like, is it like being an athlete? Like, not everyone can make it to the NFL. Some people are just born with the genes. Is it that I feel like because I think that's, I think that's what it is personally. I, I think it starts out when you're very young. There's something different about you. I really believe that. There's something quite different. You're like more in tune to a lot of things that other people aren't. And um, I think that's where it starts. But what was the rest of your question? I'm sorry. Just basically, are you born with it? Which you're kind of saying yes. I, I think yes. The ability is, is innate. It's there. But I believe it's innate for everyone in the world. But whether you're going to stop and pay attention to that, you might be the guy yeah. who's not going to. You're just going to say, ah. That was nothing. I'm going to go work in the stock market. Right. And then the other person might say, what the heck was that? Did I really, what? Did I see that? Yeah. And you, and you, you delve into it. Yeah. So everybody's got a little bit of that in them, um, the ability, but whether you want to pursue it or not, not everybody does. Yeah. You know, some people will say, look, it's either black or white. There's no in between. But yes, there is an in between. Definitely. Yeah. I believe. What is that saying then, kind of? Um, I agree that certainly when you're, when you're younger, when you're a child, you're more susceptible, you're more open to Definitely, see things. Definitely, yeah, of course. Okay, that's why a lot of kids are like, oh my gosh, I saw this, I saw this, I saw that. And the parents are like, you didn't see this, you didn't see that. But... Um, just like you used, um, an athlete as the, as an example, you know, this individual can lift weights, 
that individual can bench 500 pounds. You know, they both have the ability. One just excels in the ability. Yeah. So I believe that, as Bernie Bernadette was saying, um, some people are just in tuned to be able to point those things out that mm. other people just don't even see. Yeah, totally. Just like let it go right yeah. by. Yeah. And here's another thing I'd like to bring up. Um, I firmly believe if you witness something or experience something paranormal or supernatural, nobody's going to tell you you didn't. But to me, what I say to the skeptics and the people who say it's hogwash is I hope you can, you can visualize or experience something someday because that will be the defining factor that will change you. Right. And that always, it, it's what it is. Right. I mean, if, if you've never seen it or experienced it, I probably would feel the same way. Like, what the heck? But right. once you do... It's like, don't tell me what I saw. Don't tell me what I heard or experienced. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so when did, you, when did you get serious about it? Like, so, so you started at a young age. You kind of experienced this stuff through, throughout your life. And then, do, I mean, you, you were saying you, you got serious about it at some point. When was that? Well, actually, my sister had uh, lived in a house which I have dubbed haunted, and it truly was, but it was, so it was something evil that, that, was, that was there. And um, they had to move there, but she'd come and talk, move out of there. She'd come and talk to me about what was happening, mm -hmm. and I'd say to her, wow, really? And, you know, she was so caught up emotionally in it, she wasn't really looking deep into it. At that point, I really started doing research on a lot of this stuff that happens, and um, <clears throat> I decided what, this hauntings? is bigger. This is bigger than I know. You know, it, it's it's a whole nother realm of of uh, humanity. And uh, I, well, her and I got talking, and then I had some friends, and we just got together and thought, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there going on. So like-minded people, I. Come on over for coffee. We're going to sit around. We're going to talk about this. We're going to go down the road because Joey says that there's something that he sees walking down his hallway, and that's how it all started. And we made a lot of mistakes, and we had a lot of archaic equipment in those days. What'd you, what did you use? Well, <clears throat> like we would uh, we'd put like baby powder on the floors. Oh, yeah, to see if there's footprints. Yeah, <laughs> tie threads to the doorknobs. Leave candy bars for the ghosts or spirits to try and please them and egg them on. Yeah. Um, reel to reel recorders. Um, and what, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had it all and <laughs> we did a good job, though. Did that stuff? Did work. this stuff? Did it? Yes, it does. In fact, I always tell young people <laughs> you don't need to investigate, I mean, invest in all of this expensive equipment. Right. You don't either, they're going to communicate with you or they aren't. Right. Mm. And I mean, it, sure. wasn't, it wasn't that long ago that I had a wine glass at Rutger number one in Utica, New York. And I put powder around the glass and I set the glass there and son of a gun, wasn't it moved? And again, this is a, this is a 
a tight, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Nobody can get in when you're doing an investigation. So it's not that somebody slid it. Yeah. But that thing was, was moved and uh, they work. You don't need to have all that equipment. Did that equipment even exist back then? Like, so uh, what, uh, Ron was showing me, you know, all the infrareds and da -da -da. that stuff didn't even exist. Then, no, right? it did not even exist. We didn't have it, period. So you just had to be creative. We had to be creative and um, do what we could. We'd set things up in like doorways. I don't know, can you think of something that you might have done back years ago to kind of... Yeah, did you ever try to like do it on your own? Like before you kind of hooked up with them? Were you, you ever doing it? You must Well, here's the funny thing. I, I would always see things, experience things, sense things. I really wouldn't dabble in oh. trying to figure, you know, like my brother and sister would jump into a Ouija board, not me. You right. Know? And um, so I kind of, I, I would experience things and I'd know what I, and I would know things that I shouldn't know. Yeah. You know, also. So, but I would keep it kind of to myself. There were, the tight knit group of us would know and they would always joke, well, what Josh say? Because I might have the right answer for some silly reason. Yeah, you he's, know. he's our big debunker <laughs> right here. But so, no, I really didn't get into all that until I joined this group, actually. And then all of that stuff that happened to me when I was younger, and all of those experiences, all started to like make a whole lot more sense, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And 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 to this day, I haven't shared everything with them all. But I mean, it's. Um, it's really interesting how how, it, how everything unfolds. When you go into a place, do you know immediately? Like, so I've been to a couple of places. Like I said, I, I don't, I've done, you know, I went to Sorrel Weed House and I've done a couple of things here and there. But I've also, in my life, I've gone places where I've like walked into it and, and it's just, I don't know, like a heavy feeling, or you're just like, mm, something's wrong. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> but like my instinct is just like, you know. Something's up. I don't, something's <laughs> up. I cannot put my finger on it. And It's like, like when I, you get up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, I need a glass of milk. And you walk over to the fridge, you grab the milk, and you go over the countertop. <laughs> Pouring the milk, and all of a sudden you feel like I'm not the only one in the room so <laughs> staring at me. So, <laughs> really? So I like to this day there will be times when I will feel like somebody's watching me, like mm -hmm. at night or something. And I don't know, like, so I'm in a horror movies and all that stuff, and I don't know honestly if like I'm like, is my like, did I mess up my brain by like watching too much stuff and like, or is it like a real thing where like, because I don't, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to say, like, I, I, don't I got the touch. I'm just saying right, I'm, I, I'm, I'm more curious, like, from your experiences, when you go into places, are you like, oh, yeah, this place is Absolutely. legit? Right? If you can feel it. Right? Oh, yes, you can. What do you feel like when you go in? Like, if a place is... It's different in every place. Um, what I generally will feel is, like, I, I would describe it as... Lots of people standing around me and kind of getting too close. Getting too close. Yeah. Like almost a yeah, claustrophobic yeah. feeling. Oh. That's generally what I will feel when I believe there's energy there. Right. 
What about you? Yeah. Well, we believe, or I believe, that even when we pass on, we're still energy. Mm-hmm. So if someone is in the room with us, I can feel their energy. It's like another presence. Is yeah, in the room. yeah. So right. absolutely. There have been times when, like, man, this, this place, I don't know, I'm not really catching anything. And then they'll just walk through a doorway. And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, I, uh, my whole body just got heavy. Or all of a sudden, I'm grounded to the floor. Or my neck, you know, something is pushing my head down. So all of these things, th- these are what we call personal experiences. Right. And right. a lot of times, they are backed up by, you know, uh, t- our, techno- our instruments that we use. Mm-hmm. Like someone snapping photos and catching spirit orbs or, you know... Uh, Right. So, like, if you're feeling this suddenly, it's because it's there. That's and then correct. If you're using a tool, it's gonna right. So detect the, the collaboration of the two creates an incident, and that's when we document. So, um, absolutely. And sometimes you'll see on countless um, investigations, if you if we were to show you video, where another investigator will say, "Josh or Len or Dennis, come over here and stand with me. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. You know." And, you know, you'll describe it and they'll be like, I feel the same way. Everything on me is standing up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything on me. Or, or, Josh, it seems way hotter over here for some reason. And, you know, there's a temperature change. So th- those are all things that absolutely you pay attention to. They absolutely exist. And, um, yes. Yeah, and sometimes you will, you know, you'll say to them, take a picture. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you know Snap something's there. Yeah. And, you know, someone will come over and do that for you if someone's there available with the camera um, because we're always carrying all kinds of equipment around with us. But, oh, yeah, you can feel the energy. In fact, at the one place there, the homestead in Baker, was it Bakersfield? I can't remember even the name of the town. What is the homestead? What was it? Oh, it, oh, it was everything. It, it's, it's, it's in our first book, by the way, Haunted Mohawk yes. Valley. Yes. Um, it, it's a building that was, well, it started out as a TB clinic years and years ago in the late 1800s. And then it was a, an orphanage. And then it was an insane hospital for people. I mean, there was even a, a church on the roof, a chapel that was erect, erected there. And of course, it was abandoned. And um, but, anyways, when I finally went there, uh, this is really cool. Should I tell it? Please. Okay. My son had been there, and um, I, I don't know. He stopped in because he knew I did did this stuff, and he doesn't like ghosts, by the way. And he called me and he said, "Mom, I found a place. You guys have got to get in there and investigate it. It's abandoned, but you can get in." So he had taken a picture a few pictures of the building and that is the one that we showed you here of this hospital and um, when I seen the one with the image in it it was amazing to me but it made me back off a little bit because if I know there's something negative or evil somewhere maybe demonic I'll tell the team we don't want to go there because we are not demonologists and it can be dangerous. So uh, I brought it to a friend of mine who is a very, very intelligent and sincere psychic 
the picture. In de- a, yeah, describe it for anyone who's listening. Just give the them a picture? quick description. Yeah. The picture is of a... Um, this is the one in the, it's in the in Mohawk the, Valley book? Yeah, Haunted Mohawk Valley. Okay. It is... It's a picture that, if you look at it, you can... I mean, it looks like the ears are like a demon. Like it's got horns and everything on it. And it was a big face and a window. And the window, you were saying, it had no it glass. It has no glass. So there had to be And yeah, my son no took reason. the picture right outside of the building. And why did he take it? Did you tell him to take it? Is that what you said? Did you? Yes, I did. Yes, because he told me about the place and he was working okay. up in that area. I said, get some pictures of it. So when, when he got the pictures developed and handed it to me, I said, oh my goodness. So I brought it to Marlene Morella, who is a psychic. psychic. I said, Marlene, I have to have you hold something and just tell me what you feel because we have an investigation and um, just tell me what you feel. So I gave her the picture and I tipped it upside down so that she couldn't see it. And what do you feel, Marlene? And all she could tell me that she felt a great sadness. So I thought, okay, as long as she's saying she doesn't feel anything evil, let's pack up the team and let's go. Mm -hmm. So we did. So what this comes down to is the place was so heavy with negative, evil energy, I had to literally run out down the long halls out of the building. When I opened the doors to get out, it was like, I needed a breath. And I said, I will never go back in that building again. And the team members who I went in there, they can stay there. I don't care what. I'm yeah, not going back in. Uh, yeah. And that is thing. the first and only time that I've ever had that happen to me, but I'll never forget it. It's horrible. Yeah. So you can definitely feel it, yes. Yeah. And, so, and the psychic yeah. said, for some reason, because she was able to get in touch with a, a little girl who was, who was abused there, as an orphan while she was there on the investigation. And she said something was holding her back from getting a good, clear sight of what was going on when I showed her that picture. Because when she got there, she said, all I felt was the sadness from that picture, but I did not know what was going on until I got here. Yeah, yeah. So, but people ask me now, would you go back? I go back. <laughs> yeah, I got tougher through the years. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, for you, for the like the purpose of ghost seekers, is it more to kind of investigate yourselves because that's your interest, or you know, is the purpose to f- find actual evidence? Like, like. Could you care less about convincing people or, or like, does that really matter or? That doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't matter yeah, to me either. Yeah, you could care less. It's more about we are, we, learning about, right? Right. We, we often get asked to speak, mm-hmm. you know, um, but we just tell our stories and our investigations and what's and that's legitimately it. happened and that's it. We don't, you know, we don't try to convince anyone of anything. Yeah. And we usually announce that too. Yeah. We're not here to... Yeah. Try and convince yeah, you of we anything. We don't care and we don't <laughs> if you believe it or not. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm sorry. This is what we do. <laughs> we don't favor any religious denominations, you know. So I told a, I told, a, I told the story of 
Like I, I'm, you know, I'm in New York. I live in right. New York, so I was looking out the window and I saw like an I saw an orb and then a second orb. I already told the story, but um, but it's like I saw what I saw. Like I. Yeah, I tell people it, and they're very like unimpressed, you know, because you'd have to, you'd kind of right. have to yeah. see it. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't like. What can I do? I know what I said. Like I saw this thing. No one else saw it. I'll tell you the story. You'll just be like, whatever, dude. Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. Well, I don't care what you think because I know what happened. Well, that's what I said earlier. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I know what I saw. Right. I know what I felt. I know what happened to me when I got pushed down the stairs in the church. We were investigated. Yeah, People horrible. look at me like I'm crazy. Well, I really don't care if you think I'm crazy. I got pushed down the stairs, yeah. and I have an injured foot for the rest of my life because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a place where there was bad stuff. Bad stuff. Where was this? What church? The Russia Church. <laughs> the town of Russia Church. Yeah. The town of Russia Church here in Russia, New York. Did you know, like, could you feel it was bad when, when you went in, basically? Josh, go ahead, talk I, about this. Um, well, there, it has an attached schoolhouse. Right. You're going to have to help me, guy, with the history, because I don't really know much of the history of that. But there, there was a, a mixture in the atmosphere there. Is it like a super old church, basically? Um, yeah, and they were rehabbing it at the point... When we actually went to do our investigation, they were in the middle of rehabbing the actual church. Um, but there was there was a presence there um, that had a real negative influence on actually Helen. Okay. And it, it put her it through. It changed her entire persona. Really. The way she sounded, how she reacted. Because typically she's a very caring person, is willing to help you however she can. I only can. spoke to her on the phone, but she seemed very Yeah, nice. well, yeah. The, sh- the things that were coming out were, uh, yeah. They, they weren't her. No. They were from somewhere She was, she, you know, this person, and it was like a two-way conversation happening. I don't know where this is coming from. I want to stab you. I don't know where this is coming from. Wait, I'm going to kill you. She was this, saying to... She yeah, was yeah to so it was like something was actually channeling through her. Now, while this whole thing was going... It happened, I believe, uh, two different instances, but it went on for like a half an hour. And her voice completely changed. Yeah, completely changed. And in addition to that, upstairs, um, when we were trying to help Helen, wh- whatever was coming through Helen was fighting back, but we were also picking it up with our electronic equipment. And in addition to that, um, upon going over all of the evidence, um, we actually picked up what we saw, or what we believe to be, you know, what looks like a Grim Reaper, you know. Yeah. It looks camera, like it. On camera. Which we didn't, I mean, we knew something was there, and we don't normally Black get Shanna. aggressive. We don't, we don't get aggressive with, with spirits because we, we, we believe in respect. We believe asking permission, introducing ourselves, you know. But this, what was taking place there, was straight out of a horror flick. Wow. Oh, and man. it's a church, you and know. It's a church. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and we did a, a public presentation for them, the people who were, you know, the benefactors in the church and everything. And I told them before we come, we're not going to candy coat this. You got some some bad stuff there. 
And they said, bring it on. We want to know. So, um, and they're older people too, middle-aged people. And they accepted it for what it was. I mean, it wasn't, oh, geez, we don't want the public to hear that. It's, damn it, we want to know. But with that said, there was some people that were like, nah, that's great. Oh, yeah. Like, don't tell. Yeah, 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 that's fantastic. Right. Sure, sure. So, I mean, but, I mean, that was... uh, Oh, that was one hell of a night. I'm telling you, that was one hell of a night. I couldn't even get out of bed with my foot the next day. Oh, wait. Yeah, so what happened with the... So you got pushed? I got pushed off the stairs about Just four. lean back like a little... Kind of, yeah. More like that, okay. Yeah, I was... We were upstairs where that big hole in the floor was, remember? Mm-hmm, on the second level, yeah. Yeah. And um, there was a landing, and I went to step down. I took one step down, and something pushed me from behind with such a force. I mean, I'm no lightweight. I flew. I was airbound, and I hit the side of the wall down the stairs. It almost knocked me out. I was like, goo, and my foot banged up against the wall so bad that I, I had to go to a foot doctor and he told me I have what they call a turf toe now. It's something football players get yeah. when they're slammed yeah, yeah. into something really hard. It scared the hell out of me. And, well, that Grim Reaper was caught there too. Yeah. Dave and Carol watched it. They seen it with their eyes as we were recording that night. Yeah, and they actually called me on the radio. Hey, send Josh downstairs. We want them, you know, we want them to look at something. And simultaneously, within 15 seconds, is when the camera panned and caught and caught that image on camera. Um, well, what was it, like a motorized thing? Or no, because we, we walk around. with We have static cameras all over oh, the place. Oh, okay, you just panned yourself. Yeah. But, but, oh, okay. but yeah. All right, I thought you were talking like motion-controlled um, stuff. I was like, no, no, what? no. But, um, yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is, a lot of times you don't see this stuff till you, till you play till it you back. you it, yeah. Right. But this is something that was seen while it was happening yeah, also. that's intense, right? Yeah, that was intense. But that was one of the things that you don't put all the pieces together until after right. you sure. all and of the evidence and the timeline. You're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> you know, so, so. so you put these stories. So the books are interesting, right? Like, I mean, basically, did you guys decide... Was it like, let's make some books? Was that kind of the motivation? Or like, like how often were you going out uh, and doing these? Oh, actually, Like, at what point were you like, let's really document this? Um, because that's what these books are, right? Well, let's see what the first book, what year was this, Mohawk Valley? I can't remember. That was maybe five years ago? Maybe four years ago? Like I said, a writer approached me after he seen us talking about this stuff and said, you guys, I love you. I want to write a book. And he came oh. into the group as a writer. In fact, the first few investigations, that's all he did. He stayed out of the way and oh, he had and his head and pencil. Writing what's happening. And he'd write, write, write what's happening. Then, I mean, he realized himself, oh, wait a minute, things are happening to me too. 
Am I sensitive? Am I this or that? Ah, so he wasn't even necessarily like a believer. No. But he got convinced. He thought it was cool, yeah. Yeah. This is cool, and wow, it's really like happening. Like me, like me. Like you, like, yeah, right. This is interesting. Well, I don't really know why, but it's interesting. One, one of the great things about this is until you actually have conscious contact with it. Yeah. Once you have conscious contact with this, then you're There's no going change. back. There's no going right. back. There's you nothing. Know, right, like, right. Okay. All right. Right. <laughs> it's with you. It's with you. So then, um, you know, he asked me if I'd help him with it, with the books, and it took a while. Our first book came out, and uh, you can buy it on Amazon. They've got it in... Um, Barnes & Noble. Yeah, but um, what do they call it? The audio one. Oh, Audible or... Yeah, yeah. They're audio books, basically? Yes, yeah. audio books, right. too. Um, but anyways, the first the first book, it, it was so hard, especially for me, because I had never written before. Yeah. And never thought it would come to pass, and we did the first book, and then we were so gung-ho. All right, Because I feel like that would be motivating. Like, it'd sort of be like... Like, okay, it'd be one thing to do them, but if you're... There, actually have like a reason to document them you know if you're like let's do it i don't i think it's like a win-win it's like right it motivates you to do it and we're making a book to share the experiences and most ghost books aren't done like ours we decided we were just going to run the the reader through the investigation as we went through it yeah that's awesome and you know explain everything the equipment what happened who was there blah 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 so there's really not any other books like this. But one book led to another, led to another, and then Dennis said to me last week, I don't know, we better think about maybe doing a Haunted Herkimer. So A what? Haunted Herkimer, New York. Herkimer, New York? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. So, but... Where's that? Herkimer, New York's about an hour away from here. Is it like a county? West. Or is it a town? It's a... Herkimer is not a city, is it, Dave? Oh, he's not here. He's not. <laughs> I don't know if it's a city or a town. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. I just They got a lot of haunted stuff there. Let's just put it there sure. to investigate. Sure. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, the, the books were something different. And then, and then we had something going on about a film movie a while ago. That kind of sparked our interest a little bit. And that kind of went away. And like he said, you wouldn't believe the stuff we do. We do go, we rent trains. We do ghost trains. Yeah. Uh, we do, we do everything. The trains take the people out into the woods and the Adirondacks, and we have a, uh, a a players club, and it's a theater group who goes out in the woods and reenacts the stories we've written about. I mean, we were doing that really? all this what? year. Yeah, really, oh, we yeah. do everything. Just one thing led to another. Has anyone approached you about doing a show? No, we've never known anybody. We we kind of stick around. We here. were kind of trashing the ghost shows a little earlier. Yeah. Right? I know we were. And the reason why they they kind of pledged to stay away from the whole thing, so there was not that stress of saying, "Hey, we've got to have more action because just because." Right. You know. So. Well, the problem with those is they're just. And I know this because I'm in the TV world. Like, it's all, you know, reality shows aren't reality. It's just all overproduced. Right. It's made to be... Thrilling. Yeah. And it completely takes away from it if you're actually in into this stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just... 
Like I'd much rather read read the book. Read a book that's just like this is what happened. Maybe right. it wasn't even much. But, right, but this is it. But the, it's interesting the steps that are taken. You know, it's right. interesting the approach. It's interesting the, the feeling that you feel. It doesn't have, I don't need to see uh, a ghost in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. It's more like the suspense of it all almost. Like, well, it's bigger. It's yeah. big. It's yeah, big. like we did an investigation in one of the restaurants in Old Forge. And um, yeah, sometimes, it, you know, they say with your third eye or with your mind or maybe something. Um, let you know that they're there. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was a young boy let me know that he was there. And I, I let the team know that up front um, in the beginning of the investigation. And later on, you know, we, we ended up seeing or catching a shadow on camera when the th- Dennis, you and I were actually in the basement over there. In the Van Aken? Van Aken. Van Aken and... And... Um, we could we could feel the presence of of the little boy in there, and we also had a psychic with us on that one, and she picked up on a little boy, and months go by, and then the train we had to do the haunted train. This was two seasons ago, and my mom was with me, and uh, we went and sat and had dinner at the Van Auken, and I had my shirt on, and. The waitress is like, oh, you're part of Ghost Seekers of Central New York, and da-da-da-da. She's like, oh, this place sometimes. And she's like, you know, um, I heard about the little boy that was in the basement, and I took a, a ball and I threw it in there, but I was afraid to go back, and then the ball came back. <laughs> you know? So stuff like that, you know, it's kind of, you know, that's a, a story off your story. But you got to, I'm, I'm not saying, uh, you know, I who knows if it's real or not. But yeah. I feel like some some of this stuff, like people say, it's for attention, right? I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, like I just feel like there's plenty of people that are like. Oh, I think there are too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But we're not looking for attention. We're, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I, we're busy I, people. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying like uh, we we're when I first came in, just muddying of the waters by nobody who means harm. They don't right, mean right. to. No. But they just want they just want you know someone to acknowledge them. So. Sure, and I'm not that's say, understandable. Who knows? Right, that happened. Right, but you you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like yeah. People are just like yeah, like this and that. And, you know. I want to know. I just want to know. Yeah. As much as I can, and I don't know why. It's <laughs> just there. I gotta know. And that's why we keep we keep a, a tight team because we we understand each other. We know how our minds work. Yeah. And. You know, if we like, for instance, if they if if they question anything, they come to me. Josh, is, do you think this actually happened or it didn't happen? Is there a way that we can disprove that this actually happened? Yeah. And unfortunately, they, I, you know, they say that I'm the debunker. You are. <laughs> but that's good. Well, that right, because you have to have someone that's like, nah, no, yeah, this is why. Everyone can't go. <laughs> yes, yeah, you can't yeah, have a bunch right. of yes mans or no. running around. And everybody's got to agree. And if one man's out, it gets thrown out. It's not evidence anymore. Yeah. What kind of thing will you debunk? Like, give me an example. Well, if if we see what we think is a shadow or something moving through a window, and I might say, well, the lighting over here created the reflection here, and because oh, we're panning okay. this good. way, <laughs> you know, right, I'm like, right. you judge us not. <laughs> Believe know. me, I've had tears before. 
when I've had to so, give up something that I really thought was there. Yeah. But you got to let it go. That's a, you know. Yeah. You have to. Now, when we're all sitting around a table having a seance, which we don't do very often, but we do do them when we're asked occasionally. Wait, it, asked by who? Perhaps a client. A client, you know. Someone who comes to us and says, I want you to do a seance for us? Well, right? like, well, what? like we just did one we in just a did library. One. Yeah, we just did one recently. and um, So someone calls you up and specifically says, I want to try to contact somebody or something? Well, I don't know how exactly that we got to. I don't know how we got to the seance on that one. Oh, I know how we got to it. I know how we got to it. It was a library, a very small library, small, old library. Yeah. And, I mean, we wouldn't have no room for our equipment and, you know, the people and everything, so... Dennis had the idea. He said, how about we ask them if they'd let us do a seance because we're still going to get the same effect. So I called the woman who runs the place and she's like, yeah. She's all about it. Yeah, that's so cool. So we did it. Yeah. What does that entail? Sorry, real quick. Just... Basically, I'm just trying to get a mental picture. Yeah, basically, we're, we're just all sitting around a table. We've got, you know, what we think are the appropriate candles. You know, we always say a prayer and, prior. And. We're always grounded to the floor. We're always holding hands. And, you know, again, we're always pleasant. We're always respectful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to be open-minded. And you ask specific questions, just like you would in a regular investigation. Right. It's kind of the same thing. So, in this particular one... Um, the client doesn't always stay with us because normally they're public events or public places. Um, we like it, in fact, if they don't most of the time. Mm-hmm. But in this case, she wanted to, so we're, we said, okay, that's fine. And sometimes a name will just come to you out of the blue for no reason, and it'll just repeat in your head. And you're like, why mm-hmm. is this name repeating in my head? And then you'll just throw out there, I don't know why this name is repeating in my head, and you'll say whatever the name was. In, in this specific time, um, it was the original owner of the property that owned the property that the library was on. Uh-huh. It know. was doctor. And it, I had no idea of that, no prior experience. In fact, we try not to give me too much information right. when we go right. on purpose. But you know, a lot of times, things will just surface that we, we have no idea about, but, but they're important to that specific location. But what about like a debunk exam? I thought you were going to oh, go debunk on me. Uh, oh. Oh, oh, he uh, wants... Um, remember the, the child when we did the Overlook Mansion? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I, I hammered the debunk one with that. Well, how did we get to the sound? I'm sorry. I felt like you oh. were going to say something else. Oh, that was I don't cool. know how we got to the seance. We're going to have to roll back. <laughs> yeah, we need playback. Yeah, yes. no, sorry. Yes. Um, I don't remember how we got there. I, I, I felt like you mentioned seance, and I like jumped yes. in and was yeah, like, tell me about the seance. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> but that's not where we're going. Yeah. Anyway. But it's so. handled just, I, I mean, about the I same as up. an investigation. Yeah. And um, we always... We do not start an investigation without a prayer. Yeah. And we do hold hands together. 
and um, a sincere prayer for protection. And, you know, that maybe only the good spirits will come our way and keep the negative ones away. And before we leave, we do a prayer again because we don't want anything coming home with us, mm. which has happened. And uh, that's why a couple times we've panicked. We forgot to say our closing prayer. So on the way home, you're praying. Everybody's mm. calling everybody. Say, yeah. say your closing prayer right <laughs> say now. Your closing prayer, <laughs> say your closing prayer. Yeah. But you have to. Yeah, that's Because we've serious. had some, some of us, have not me, brought some things home. Yeah. They want to jump on your back sometimes for a ride. They want to <laughs> hang out. They like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Um, so what are... So spirits are obviously people, right? Or the soul, or, the soul. It's of your the soul, person, yeah. but it's not everybody, right? Like some people move on, some people hang around. Right. Do do ghosts know that they are hanging around? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes they don't know where they are, and they're lost. They're lost. Okay. And you, you know, you can try to encourage them to move on. They don't belong here anymore. But you know, whether that really happens, we have no way of knowing. Have either of you seen the movie Ghost? Or not the Patrick Swayze one. There was like a new one that came out. Oh, it has uh, just a Casey Affleck. I highly. Uh, it's Ghost. It's. Uh, how can I, I miss want it? to say it's called Ghost. It's um, it's a good example. It's a very well done film. It's I just yeah. found it on Amazon randomly because I was searching for stuff. But basically, it's about a ghost who's lost. Like oh, I don't think I've like, seen. That it's very movie. like dramatic and kind of sad, but it's uh, it's just well done in how they show that it's lost. Like right. you'd appreciate it, and I was like, yeah, that's like how a ghost that's lost would like be. Like, so another family moves in, and then, like, a ton of time passes, and, like, the place gets, you know, destroyed and rebuilt, and he's still there, and it's he's like... still there. Sad. Very, very yeah. sad. Yeah. But he's trying to get something from his... from his Yeah, there's a reason. From his past. There's so a reason there. why they're yeah. there. They have something to yeah. complete, something to say, something to do, somewhere to be. There's a reason. They're just not hanging yeah. around for no reason. That's exactly what this is. They have yeah. a reason to be there. It's called just plain ghost. I want to say, yeah. I mean, I'll... You got a phone number on my card. I need to know what the name of this <laughs> I'll look it up movie right is. <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, but so you were saying also, uh, but some know that they're a ghost or know that they're there or I'm sorry. Yeah, some some spirits. So some know and some don't. Right, some spirits come back because they want to do something. I'm sure you've heard of an example, a murder case, where where that that ghost comes back and is trying to give somebody some clues, some information. I was murdered. I was murdered, and they're back there for that reason. Yeah. But and and if if in the end the case is solved. Now they can move happily on their way. Right. So, so they Yeah, they know closure. what they're doing. Yes, yeah. they know what they're doing. And then um, 
I don't know. There's actually a really good story about that. I wish I remembered the name, but you might remember it was like in a hospital where a lady got like raped and killed and she... I'm missing these movies. No, this was like a real life case. I did, oh. I, um, I did a video. It was one of them. Anyway, I forget it. It's called A Ghost Story. A Ghost Story. A Ghost Story. And I have a book for you to read sometime. It's called Ghost. Just plain Ghost. Is it's it like by a... Catherine... I can't remember her last name. But it's a wonderful book. And it was... I don't know if I should be even talking about this. Am I getting way off? No. Well, anyway, We could talk about everything. She was... She went to New Orleans because it was, oh, it was back in the 80s when the vampire underground world was really coming into mm-hmm. fruition. And a lot of the vampires are said to hang out in New Orleans. So she thought, what the hell's going on with us? You know, what do you mean vampires, really? So she goes to New Orleans, and this is her true story of what happened to investigate the vampire are we talking, world. We're talking real vampires. Catherine Ramsland is her name, the writer. Okay. We're talking real what? We're talking real vampires? I'm... Well, people who think they are. Yes, okay. The vampire community. And, uh, <laughs> just well, the I, vampire yeah, community. Yeah, just them. But anyways, um, so she goes out there to investigate this to write a book about it. You know, That's like an interview with a vampire. It takes right. place in all Yeah, something like right. that. Okay. Well, anyways... She runs into a vampire person who says that he's lost his lover. His lover died, but he's really still around. And she was like, what do you mean? Like a ghost? Yeah, like a ghost. He's, he's around. He's around me. Well, she got so into that ghost thing, she dropped her vampire story and wanted to find out what the heck is this business with ghosts. Yeah. And this book takes her all over the place. I mean, she's in Massachusetts. She's in New Orleans. She's in, um, um, where did we just say we went to? In North, no, Georgia. Savannah. Yeah. She's Savannah. in Savannah. She's staying in, in haunted hotels and things. She's buying equipment. She's like getting all into that world. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's this cool. book is one just wonderful. Wonderful. And she comes out. In the end, there's something out there. Yeah. There's something out there. So it's this is not I mean, this is her true story. That's pretty cool. Yep. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. I mean, that was good. I mean, do you guys want to let uh, the audience know where they can find you guys or websites or books or anything like that? Yeah, why not? Where yeah, let the people know where they can uh, reach out to you or see what you guys are well, up to. I gave him a couple cards, but we no longer have our website. website. We're on Facebook now. Okay, so Go Seekers. Of Central Facebook. New York. Of Central New York. Yeah. And, and what then, do they do? Follow you guys? Do you like post when you go on searches and stuff? Or yeah, well, kinda? yeah. Who's in charge of doing that? Somebody right. in the group is. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes, we do. But if okay. they wanted to contact us, I don't know. We don't have things. No, they got to contact us through there. Through Facebook. Yeah. yeah, not telephone numbers and stuff. I mean, you have my telephone number, but that's different. Yeah. You know. And the books are 
Haunted there. Old Forge, Haunted Mohawk Valley, and Haunted Utica. There's three books. Yep, and they're uh, printed by the History Press. Okay. And so, yeah, people can read all about what these guys are up to. Cool. Yep. Well, this well is, I thank you this, for I know, and you're cool. letting me into <laughs> your home. You're really home. into this more than you know, you know. I drove all the way up to the middle of New York to wow. talk to people, so. Uh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah. But I think you might be open to a little bit of it. You need to pay more attention. Ah. Andrew. I like to hear it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe you can ask your wife to go along with you or something. I know. You have ghost groups in New York City, though, don't you? Yeah, I'm going to talk to a couple of people there. Um I just, I don't know. I feel like it's a little more like glamorized there or something. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's New York City. That's what I mean. This is Vernon, New York. That's what Nobody I mean. Nobody even know we exist. Right. Here, right. I wanted to go to like, yeah, where people are like, yeah, we, we find ghosts. So what up? What about it? Yeah, what about it? What's the big deal? <laughs> exactly. All right. Cool, guys. Okay. Thank you. Ooh. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.